Hello and welcome to Vet Chloe on the Road. Insights from real people making positive change for our planet. I am Chloe, a veterinarian who has an interest in wildlife and all things environmental. And this is a show for people who would like to connect, learn, and prioritize caring for our beautiful green and blue world. Come join me as I travel around Australia in my van, Layla. Let's share all things conservation and meet all the inspiring environmental heroes along the way. A hot topic here in Australia is the drought. Join us for a cuppa for this bonus episode as I have a good yarn with an absolute top bloke, Craig Kelly, a down-to-earth Aussie who has retired but is keeping busy as he travels from northern Queensland down the east coast of Australia, volunteering, offering his help to Aussie farmers suffering from the drought. Our chat gives a great insight into this. Although our conversation is not strictly conservation, Although the drought does affect the environment in many different ways, with plant and animal habitats shrinking and becoming damaged, but hopefully only temporarily, here we focus on the human factors, the farming industry and the farmers themselves, or stars of the country, as you will hear Craig describe them as. I am always interested in the topic of the environment, which has to be big picture and holistic. And through this podcast show, I also do like to highlight people doing amazing and generous things. I hope you enjoy. Welcome to the show, Craig. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. Craig is a contact I've made just as of today um, through Alison Mason. And she said that Craig would be someone interesting to interview and he was very uh, flexible and it's just been a spur of the moment to meet me down here in Airlie Beach. But if I may, guys, before we kick off further, a bit of background. Drought in Australia is defined by the Australian Bureau of Meteorology as rainfall over a three-month period being in the lowest decile, or rank, of what has to have been recorded for that region in the past. So low, low rainfall over three months plus is a drought. This definition takes into account that drought is a relative term, and rainfall deficiencies need to be compared to typical rainfall patterns, including seasonal variations. The areas affected are Western Queensland, Uh, They've been affected for the last six years now, but uh, as of now, the majority of New South Wales for the last 16 months has been in drought, as well as southern Western Australia, southern parts of South Australia, and areas of eastern Queensland. Can you tell us a little bit more about what you're doing, your your travels, and how you're helping farmers? Yeah, I I think it's important when, with my career that I had, um, was very much... 12, 14 hours a day, seven days a week. Yikes. And yeah, um, but it, it afforded me a lifestyle that became quite comfortable and allowed me to buy my motorhome. And when I took off and decided to retire, um, as I was, I don't know, heading out of of the town that I was um, was in, I thought, oh, and I saw on social media that there was a lot of farmers and things like that that needed help. Mm. And I thought, well, I can do something. Yeah. So I, I started posting that I was happy to turn up in my motorhome and made sure that I could fill up my water and, and, yeah. and made sure that my fridge was full of food and that sort of stuff and turn up and give a hand. Yeah. Assist, that's great. And I guess social media is wonderful in that way because you really can post and connect with people that could be needing your help. Where's the town that you normally lived in? Where did you set off from? 
Uh, with this particular motorhome I left from uh, Cairns. Mm -hmm. uh, prior to that, I had a yacht for, well, a, a few different yachts for 30 years that I did a lot of sailing, sailed around mm -hmm. Australia and over to a few different countries and things oh, wow. like that. So a, oh. a traveller at heart oh at all God. times. <laughs> yeah, I'd love to pick your brain on that as well. We're actually going in opposite directions, aren't we? You've just travelled down south from Cairns? Uh, yeah, I'm on my way down to Tasmania. Mm. Oh, beautiful. So what is your background? Do you have a farm background or you're just good at jumping in? I was born and bred in the country and lived on a farm until I was, oh, I can't remember, probably five or six and my father was a farmer, but he passed away when I was, was seven. Yes. So we You're ended up in... you that Where's Wally is the name of your motorhome. Yes, home. yes. There's a connection there in the spirit of your father travelling yes. around. That's lovely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Where's Wally is the name of the motorhome and Where's Wally is written all over the back of it and oh. all of that sort of gear. And my dad's name was Wallace, was Wallace. which was Wally. Yeah. So, yeah, so I named it after dad. So we're going... Yeah, Dad and I are going travelling around Australia. Oh, it's lovely. Was that in uh, northern Queensland, your farm? Uh, no, it was down in South Australia, on the border of South Australia and Victoria. Oh, wow. Okay, great. And what were you farming? What was I believe it was cattle and um, hay as yeah. well, yeah. which is interesting. Yeah, hay for, I guess, um, stock feed for animals. Yeah, and it's, it's also it's amazing to see when I've been travelling down and I have a, a two-way um, radio in the motorhome. Chatting to the truckies and things like that, and the ones that are going past with the hay is awesome. Oh, really? oh, I always give them a call and a big flash my lights and a big wave, and yeah, they're oh, bloody, nice, bloody awesome. They're your yeah. people. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, that's no, great. It's cool. Yeah. And um, so, I'm really interested in your take on the farmer's experience. You're going to have some great insight that most of us don't have about what they're going through right now with this drought. Can you explain? what's happening with the drought just broadly for our listeners? Oh. <laughs> Where to start? I was just going to say, it's exactly <laughs> what I was going to say. Where do you start? Hey. Australia is often affected by droughts because of its geography and rainfall changes. Also, the El Nino and La Nina patterns in the Pacific Ocean, which affect global climate, are important. They go in cycles of generally every three to seven years. El Niño is the warm phase with warmer than average sea surface temperatures and La Niña is the cool phase with cooler than average sea surface temperatures. El Niño often leads to drier conditions while La Niña often lead to wetter conditions here in Australia. And do you think that we should be farming in, in these areas in the first place? Absolutely, um, okay. without a doubt. All right, so they are, they are farmable. Um, because, you know, Australia is mainly desert um, for people that haven't been to these places. Some Aussie farmer facts are that approximately 85,000 plus farm businesses are in Australia. 99% of those are Australian owned and operated and each Australian farmer produces enough food to feed about 600 people. 150 of those are at home and 450 are those are overseas and that is almost 52 million people that Australia can support. Australian farmers produce almost 93% of Australia's daily domestic food supply. So for, for us people that go and buy our food, um, you know, we might not notice a, a change, maybe prices, um, but the livelihood of these farmers is really 
um, compromised. What is their um, attitude right now? How are they mentally, how are they holding up? Not well. Yeah. Not well. And the issue that I have found trying to do the volunteering and things like that that I post on Facebook and, and some of the um, farming help sites is I've got 500 litres of water in my van, I'm topped up with food and the whole kit and caboodle and I'm happy to go out and sit on a tractor. I'm lucky that I've got tickets and things like that so I can you know, I can drive tractors and forklifts and oh, great. So you've got these drive trucks and all of that sort of stuff, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I'm happy to go out and give a hand, but the, the issue, and it's the hardest thing that I find, is that the farms are so proud mm. that they don't want to accept. Okay. And that's the hardest thing that I find, and it's like, why? Accept help, that is? Accept help, yeah, you know? It's like it. you yep. put it out there and go, I, I want to come and help you. You yep. know, I'm, I'm happy to do it. I was in a town about three weeks ago and unfortunately about 200 kilometres away from where I was and offering help, there was a farmer that decided that he couldn't continue and mm. stopped, passed away. And oh, it's like, wow. why... Yeah, oh. it took his own life. Oh, dear. And it's like... This is the reality, uh, isn't it? It is. It's the whole reality. And they're so proud. Yeah, yep. And it's... Yeah, and that's the hardest thing that I find is that... Yeah, they they're yeah. just... They just... Yeah. It's a, it's a battle on all fronts, isn't it? Um, mentally in the game, physically in the game, you know, financially in the game. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. I don't need to necessarily go and operate machinery or anything like that it's just like mate i'll just get a carton of beer and come out yeah. and sit down and have a chat yeah you know, i bet it is you know that's yep. it you know i'll just go and have a chat with you mate that's all and they're I probably very do. isolated in some of these parts of the country a lot of them and and i've i've read on social media a lot of them as well and the hard thing about it is that because they're not making any money is that the wives and things like that, they're having to go and work in, in the towns. Yep. And so they only get back on the weekends. Oh so God. these these poor farmers are out there by themselves. Yeah, wow. You know? That's just, hard. It is hard. And it is hard. Which what what kind of farms can you give us a just a brief overview of what kind of farms you have gone to help out since you left Cairns? I've done um, the first one that I did was a uh, like a longhorn farm, um, Ooh, which yeah, I know, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, it was awesome. It was really really cool. So it was cattle, um, yep. but they like they I, I didn't even know that they existed in Australia, but they've got huge horns oh, that wow. go out either side. So you see them in the states. Yes. But they're like a metre either side. They're absolutely monstrous. Yeah. And so I went and uh, worked on that farm. Uh, the Texas Longhorn is a hardy breed of cattle well suited for the Australian climate. They are said not to not only survive the dry, but to thrive in it. Apparently every part of the Longhorn is saleable, from their horns to their hides to their meat. Uh, they can span three metres end to end or more their horns. They would never actually become mainstream in Australia because the horns make the meat processing too difficult. Was um, 
up near Cairns. That was, that was your the, first one. In the Tablelands. Yep. And then down from the Tablelands, I worked on a sugar sugar oh, cane yes. farm. That was, that was awesome. Yeah. That was really good fun. I just came down from Air, which is um, a sugar cane area, and they're going through the burn at the moment, the season four yep. um, pre-harvesting. Yep. 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 Um, so how far up does sugar cane growing happen? Where were you doing a farm? Oh, it goes all the way up to Cairns. Wow, does all it? All the way up to Cairns, Sugar, yeah. sugar, sugar. Sugar, <laughs> sugar, sugar. We can't get enough of it, Huge. can we? Oh, no. Yeah. Where do we send it? We must send it overseas. We'll also, another thing it. that I've thought about, and you can do the, the tours and the factories and things like that as well. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so I've done that. And then, oh, the second farm, third farm was a sugar farm as well. Yeah, so, okay. Um, and what kind of work are you doing there? Jumping on the tractor and... I was doing um, I was doing the uh, water, um, uh, checking all the water bores and all of that okay. sort of stuff in the first one. In the second one, I was driving a dump truck, yep. which is when they drive the harvesters along to cut the sugar cane. It goes into the back of the truck. Okay. And so you had to keep up with the, the harvester as you're going along. Okay, yeah, the teamwork. Yeah, really good. Yeah, <laughs> hard work. I'll tell you what, trying to keep up and work it out and you're talking on the two ways and that. Oh, that wow. was really, really good fun. Yeah, yeah. I enjoyed that. And they're probably lovely people to work with. Um, Amazing people to work with, hey. You yeah. Know, they're just, they're stars of the country. They're Are they? stars of the country. They, they, yeah, they just. Salts of the earth type? Yeah, and. Hard workers, hey. Yeah, They're yeah. Just hard nuts. They're I must hard say nuts. that um, I was lucky enough to experience time with Australian farmers during my farm placements as a vet student, and that took me around uh, the country. I had um, mixed practice in Malanda, up north, just outside of Cairns, and um, all throughout um, New South Wales, Cooma for sheep farms and such, um, dairy farms. And as you say, they've got a really good uh, work work ethic. Very active outdoors. Older men, but very young at heart. I like the places where we always stopped for morning tea, but then got straight back out to it. And it was a lovely pace of life. But I really felt for them because they really do have to work ultra hard to keep their business afloat and alive. Um, and they're very skilled with knowing the seasons and um, almost a lot of intuition as to when to um, harvest and plant um, and a lot of it has been almost um, ancestral with what they've learned from their forefathers. Um, and there's a real connection to the land. And it's, it's, it was just a wonderful um, industry to get exposure to uh, when I've never forgotten it. They've got to work out, I think, as they're, as they're going through with their production and mm -hmm. all of that sort of stuff, there's just a sixth sense I think mm. that that they have with their machinery and the way that they harvest and the way that they drive and mm. all of that stuff it's just yeah, yeah it's 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 to work with them and alongside them driving a piece of machinery that you're trying to mix in with them yeah as a volunteer yeah. And and they sort of look at you and go, oh, yeah, let's see how you go. <laughs> yes. And then when you finish at the end of the day and you've done your, you know, your eight or your ten hours and you stop every three or four hours and you have your smoko and, yes. you know, you have a, you know, a, a litre of water and a yarn and they're smoking their cigarettes and all of that sort of stuff and they're yeah. telling you their stories. 
yeah. and you finish at the end of the day and they shake your hand and go, thanks, mate, that was that that was awesome. You've done yeah. a great job. Yeah. Just, oh, I walked away and I went, oh, I'm a champion. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. Like, and you don't, I don't normally think about myself like that, but <laughs> I go, oh, that was just awesome fun. It yeah. was just so much fun. They classify it as a job and it is a job. It's an incredibly hard yeah, and, and complex challenging mm. job but yeah for them to turn around and say oh, that was an awesome job you've done it fantastic <laughs> Means a lot, right? oh look oh, i was so particularly when you're doing it alongside them right oh, no, yeah. um yeah for sure and i'm curious where did you learn all these um tractor skills and such because you are um a, you were a businessman is that correct I, I was but i was working in a um marine civil um construction company Mm. So I was a project manager. So it involved cranes and trucks and forklifts and heavy machinery and all of that sort of gear. Oh, wonderful. So consequently I had to to know how to do it um, before I could expect somebody else to do it. So I learnt to do it and, yeah. Oh, what a wonderful skill to have under your belt. It must feel great to be able to um, arrive at a place and have these skills that you can rely on. It's one of the biggest it's one of the biggest bonuses that when I turn up or volunteer or anything like that and I not only do it for farmers, I always um, I, I do it for the Lions Club and things like that mm. as well. Yeah. Which I did. I spent a week in Ingham. Right, um, yes. Helping them set up for the Italian festival. Yep. Um, and all the, the proceeds went to charity and all of that sort of stuff. And I volunteered for four hours. Yes. And that ended up being five days of ten hours a day. Yeah, yeah. Because I had, all the, I yeah. had all the tickets. You know, I yeah. could drive the forklifts and, and rig yes. the cranes and all of that There's sort of There's lots of licences involved in these qualifications. Huge, huge. What's involved, um, many hours, even written exams and... Massive, yeah. And it? expensive yeah. as well. Yeah, um, I do know that um, Australia is um, big on its on its um, you know qualifications, um, health and safety, uh, making sure everyone's accredited. <laughs> yes. Maybe overly, but maybe it's good. I think it's good. I yeah. think it's great. I yeah. think it's really, really good. Um, yeah. High standards here, I would say. Absolutely. Yeah, you yeah. can't just rock up and jump on Top any of the old notch. thing. Yeah. Um, world world class, I would say. How Australia um, watches its people with big, big, dangerous machinery. So. Yeah. Um, that's a good thing. So are there other people doing this, volunteering, um, putting their hand up? I guess you're in a unique situation in life where you are able to and, and you have the heart to do it. There, there certainly are a lot of other people out there that are starting to want to do it. Yeah. The biggest problem, and I find it as well, is that we don't know where to go. Mm-hmm. Like we, I'm posting on social media and and mm. and that sort of stuff about. I, I was going into air. Yep. Um, only three or four days ago, and I posted for three days before I left the town. Before saying, Yeah, I'm I'm up for a week or two weeks. I've you know I've, I've filled up my motorhome full of food and yeah, water, and I'm ready to go. Mm. So. Yep. And I, I didn't get any replies. Yeah, like know? a central database to get um, yeah. like mobilised. I was a bit... Oh. Apologies, we are in a car park here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, stop it. Um, um, I was a yeah. bit... Oh, I was. I was, and, and I still do. I, I still find it 
disheartening. Yeah. Oh, it's probably not the right word, but yeah. I find it. It's frustrating. You are you are ready to help it. Yeah, and I'm posting, you know, yep. all the time. It's like, yeah. you know, I'm happy. But that's where I say it's like I know that they're out there. I know that they're that they're watching this, but mm. they're so proud. I got you. Yeah, the mentality. And of it's it. the yep. biggest thing. And I always say at the end of my posts, yeah, it's like, don't be proud. Just yeah, let me know. Oh, you know, that's, that's a good reminder. And Just it's to like push them to um, exactly right. Reply. Don't don't be too proud. Yeah, you know? it's like. Yeah. Uh, if you, I, I don't need to come out and work. I'll just come out and have a beer with you and yeah. say, G'day and how are you going? And, and almost g- bring the spirit of the other farmers around them, let them know they're not alone. Yeah. You know, you've experienced yeah. it with other people along the way. Why do we have this drought issue here in Australia? It's not the first time that it's happened. Like, if you go back through the centuries of... of the weather and the farming and all of that sort of stuff. It's not the first time it's happened. It, it happens and then we get really good and then we go through a horrific drought period and then we get good yeah. and then we get through another. So I, Does there seem to be a pattern to it? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. What is the pattern thought to be? Is it every I don't so know. many years? I yeah. don't know. Um. As a helpful interjection, the Australian Bureau of Meteorology records since the 1860s show that severe drought has occurred in Australia on average once every 18 years. You have a look back, it's like there's been droughts. My grandfather went through a drought that was very, very similar and then it all got good and then my father, you know, had a farm and and that sort of stuff and, you know, and then the drought came along again and, you know, so it's... I understand that there are patterns, but are the droughts worsening? Some scientists say there may be a global warming connection to this. Since 1994, there has been a marked decrease in precipitation levels. The worst drought to affect the country was between the years 2003 and 2012. And what's the opinion of the farmers themselves? What do they think the solution is? I mean, as you drive around, um, you know, there's all this sort of donate um, for a bale of hay to feed their feed their stock and it just seems a bit like a band-aid doesn't it it's not really getting to the underlying problem um i mean a bale of hay will be eaten they're all (laughs) they're all sitting back going we're going to be right mate okay we'll be right we'll be right that's their mentality it is it's it's just we'll be right yeah. It'll happen, you know. It's yeah. going to rain. It's going to rain, you know. Right. There's a big motorhome. Um, um, oh, I can't recall what it's called, but it's happening tonight down south in New South Wales, I think, mm-hmm. um, which there's like a thousand motorhomes and caravans have turned up for a big rally for the drought. Oh. And the funny thing about it is it bloody rained. Oh, my God. <laughs> So they're all sitting there going, I can't believe it. We've oh. turned up for this drought rally and it's rained. Did it which put is them off awesome. No? no, 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 no. They're it's, all there going, this is awesome. Going. They're all it's dancing around in the rain going, this is great. That's yeah. a good omen. Wet bums, they're calling it. Yeah, oh. we've all got wet bums now. So, so when was uh, that? Where was that? It's tonight. Tonight. Um, but it's oh, raining I, for them. I know it's yeah, raining it in um, raining. Bondi right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. West of, it's west of New South Wales, west of... Sydney, I think yeah. it is. Yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so it started raining. Oh, that's and they've good. gone to this town, this country town that's that's full of drought. Yeah. And yeah, and it started raining. 
Oh, awesome. that's fabulous. No, no, I think it's brilliant. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. absolutely brilliant. That is karma there, isn't it? <laughs> Definitely. I, I, I would say so, yeah. I think um, it's also very much keeping the spirits up, the morale up. Um, one of my favorite podcast um, shows is the Mamma Mia podcast, and the main hosts went to Tamworth and had a uh, a ladies' night out, all in the name of the the drought. You know, it's it's the whole um, community and family just to get out, and um, it wasn't about drought topics. It was more just um, have a laugh. What is the government doing for this issue what is what is being mobilized i know that we got a new prime minister last night oh did that we? right oh. yeah which one um <laughs> we got um scott morrison yeah right yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway so that a lot's been happening in canberra apparently but not so much maybe um working hard on the problems at hand have the farmers seen anything happening no um right yeah no 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 the absolutely distraught yeah. with the government assistance. Are they? Not that I want to get into politics because yeah. it's not something that well, I just that I do, but they yeah. yeah, they they there's no support. Yeah. And but on the plus side of it is yep. they are absolutely gobsmacked by the community support mm. that has just I, I saw something on on television this morning about how many millions and millions and millions of dollars have been um, have been raised by the community mm-hmm. and compared to the twelve thousand dollars each from the government well right. yeah it's a bit of a bit of yeah it's a bit of a shambles isn't it really yeah yeah no I think um I think it certainly can be disheartening for them if they don't feel like they've got their their back covered by their country's government. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Of course. Yeah. 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 It's understandable. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's probably cost me three or four thousand, maybe six thousand, yeah. in volunteering and driving out and doing yeah. bits and pieces and things like that of my own money to go out and try and help. Yeah. Not to mention the, the you know the cost of if I if I was earning an income to go and do that sort of yeah. stuff, you know, that's just. But that's what you do, hey. You yeah, know, no, you definitely. I think you, I think it's wonderful what you're it. up to. No. And how long do you stay at these farms for generally? Um, usually as long as my water and food lasts. Okay, yeah. And my alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> and then go and restock. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, beer runs out, food runs out, water runs out. Time to to go, and then I just yeah move on to try and find somebody yeah. else. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Is it sort of the tipping point for a lot of farmers wanting to sell up? I mean, who do they sell to, I guess? They can't sell. That's yeah. the issue. That's that's the the, the horrible issue was the, the farmer, as it. I said, that passed away yes. a few days ago. Um, his issue was he couldn't sell the farm. He put the farm up. He wasn't making any money. Yep. He couldn't sell the farm. Nobody wanted to buy it. And yep. he couldn't see any out. Yeah. But... Uh, I've, I've got a gut feeling, and I honestly want to believe this without getting too emotional. Yeah. I've got a gut feeling this is all going to change shortly. I really do. Yeah. Oh, I'm hoping. Oh, I think we're going to get some. Surely. I want to be out there dancing around and having a good Little time. Rain dance. And oh, I tell you what, yeah. Awesome well, people. You know, I want to wish you uh, the best of luck with uh, your continued travels. You're heading down to Tasmania. When do you expect to be there? I want to be in Brisbane by this Christmas. 
Okay, going at a nice and slow pace. Yeah, I don't <laughs> want to rush things. And yep. then I want to be in Tasmania by the Christmas after. Oh, so wow. A year nice. and a half to get to Tassie. Oh, brilliant, brilliant. Thank you so much for your time. Is there anything else in particular you wanted to um, say before we wrap up? And I didn't tell you, but I do have a, um, a roundup question, which I'll ask you after. Um, uh, no, no, just just the fact of just do what you want to do. Yeah. Hey, that's what it's all about. Everybody went, oh, you're 50 and you're retiring. And it's like, yeah, why not? Yeah, that's great just advice. Do what you want to do. You know? And this is where it took you. Yeah. Here yeah. I am, yeah. having a chat to you, sitting oh. in the early beach looking at yachts. I know. <laughs> um, you know, Craig came cycling down. Uh, I probably messaged him maybe two hours ago when I was en route from air. So it's all very just spur of the moment, you know, take life as it comes. And I must say, you say you're not, but I do find you inspiring in what you're doing. And actually, that's my next question. Leads me to my next question, which I ask all my interviewees, um, is how do you stay inspired? Oh, that's a really, really hard question. Oh, look, I don't know. I get up in the morning, I pack up the motorhome and I drive out and I look at the sunshine and I get on the freeway and I just drive and go, I don't know where I'm going, yeah. you know. I just, it's off I go. You Adventure is obviously in your blood. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And my friends. Yeah. My friends are awesome. My yeah. friends are absolutely awesome. Everybody's, everybody's got a story. They do. And I love to sit down and have a chat when I pull up. And say, I think everybody's inspiring. We don't reflect on it enough, do we? So um, thank you so much, um, Craig. Pleasure. Thank you very much indeed. I enjoy having a conversation with you and what you're doing is awesome. Oh, thank you very much. Bye, guys. Bye. Thank you for listening, guys. What great insight and what an incredible man Craig is. We'll for sure keep in touch. I really enjoyed his positive energy and company. Oliver joined us after our interview and we continued the conversation until the sunset. Craig gave us some great tips for our continued travels north and also some handy tips on our fridge, which has been playing up. He just can't help but help. As always, check out the show notes for more info, which can also be found on vetchloe.com. And if you like the show, I'll be most grateful if you could tell a friend, subscribe or rate and review on iTunes. It all helps. As this is a bonus episode, our regular Wednesday morning podcast episode for this week will also be up. And this time I'll be solo reporting on some of the fascinating wildlife and conservation things I have learnt along the way in northern Queensland. I would love to share with you. This includes crocs, the prehistoric bird, the cassowary, and dingoes. We made some serious tracks in Layla the van from Airlie Beach up to as far as Cooktown, a thousand k's north, and now we are en route to Darwin. I would love to fill you in on it all. Till then, stay kind, and I'll see you at the next stop. <laughs>